Hi, and welcome into the Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast. We appreciate you joining us again this week. And Balls in the Air, yeah, if you're playing golf with me, we got a 9 o'clock tee time. That's what time we're hitting it. The ball is in the air at 9 a.m. If you get there at 9.01, you're going to miss me because I'll be gone. We've got a very special show today, joined by a, a great friend for, for a long time, amazing teacher, amazing broadcaster, Mr. Hank Haney. Uh, hey, bud. I appreciate you coming on the show today. It's my pleasure. I love being with you, bud. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. I know you're doing great here in Myrtle Beach, and uh, I'm happy to be with you. Well, it, it it's a lot of fun. I had a chance to pick you up at the airport. You know, you were out there signing autographs and all that, and I had to, you know, fight the people off. I got to get Mr. Haney out. Uh, got, got, we got a very busy schedule, but, you, you know, you, you were like Arnold Palmer. You, you signed all of them, and... Uh, uh, we got you over here to the uh, Myrtle Beach Convention Center, which this week it's a very special week because uh, for the 38th time we are hosting here in Myrtle Beach the uh, PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com World Amateur Handicap Championship. We've got like 3,700 golfers here, and they couldn't wait to see you on the showroom floor last night, which we call the world's largest 19th hole. And and I know you've been to the event before, but uh, this year it. It seems really special because of the pandemic, and we played last year. We didn't have the world's largest 19th hole, but the vibe around here, all these golfers, they, they, they love getting out and playing, and they love seeing you last night. I had a great time. I mean, this is one of my favorite events. You know, we were uh, talking last night, the, the Masters is the greatest tournament, but the greatest amateur tournament is this tournament here at Myrtle Beach. I mean, the world amateur. It, 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 the enthusiasm... Uh, the love for the game, the camaraderie, you know, a lot of, you know, buddies are here together or husband and wife or whatever. And they're all just having a great time. Myrtle Beach is a special place. And this is a, this is a really cool event. I mean, I, and I, I saw so many people last night and I'd say, how many years have you been here? You know, I've been here 10 years, you know, six years, four years. And other people say, this is my first time. It's absolutely great. But all you heard was positive things. People love the event. They love the golf courses, and they love Myrtle Beach, and I, I love coming there. We, we've got six or seven participants that have actually been here for every single one oh of my them. God. And, uh, yeah, I always always try to say hello and, and, and talk to some of those guys. And and uh, they, they, the fun thing to me about talking to the folks that have been here for every one or 25 of them or 30 of them, they always talk about the friendships that right. they've made over the years that, that are more about uh, – uh, life than just this week and and i i think you know big it's great about this event but big picture that's one of the coolest things about golf the the people that you meet along the way yeah no doubt about it and you know it, it's it's such a social game and it's something that you can it's a true lifetime sport there's not not many of them and you know it, it's incredibly challenging so everybody has that in common they, nobody finds golf easy and they just you know they they love the game I mean that's like I, I was talking to a guy last night he says I just golf is such a great game you know what I mean and then we all feel the same way they're involved in it so it's you know many reasons that make us think that but it's universal everybody just loves the game of golf Let, let's go back to when you were in college you you, you went to Tulsa you played played college golf there and 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 obviously you, you you've loved the game from from the very beginning the the people that you've been able to meet the relationships that you've made and, and away from the success with the coaching and all that I'm, I'm putting that aside 
it's hard to do, but I'm going to put it aside. But just the doors that golf has opened right. for you and the relationships that it's created, is there anything that you possibly could have gotten into that would have opened the kind of doors that golf does? Well, I don't, I don't see how I could have. I mean, I've been so lucky. I mean, so blessed. It's just like I, I look back at my career and I just think this is – like, this is amazing what happened to me. I mean, you know, like you mentioned the University of Tulsa. I, well, they they uh, made me a distinguished alumni at the University of Tulsa. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was just trying to, like, pass a class, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was like, it, 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 it's just, it, it's such a great game. And like you said, the people you meet, I've, I've got, you know, I had, uh, you know, lunch the other day with one of my uh, college roommates. And, you know, he's gone on to be really really successful in the oil business but you know everybody takes a different path i i just i always love golf you know i mean it was just all and my roommates in college always remind me so we used to stand in front of that mirror all the time trying to figure out your swing we never knew what you were doing you know <laughs> it was always a quest to try to to figure it out and i love helping people i love coaching and you know I've, i feel like i've been so lucky in this game yeah i, I for I feel the same way, and and that, I think that's one of the reasons I know you're passionate about it. I'm certainly passionate about it, getting young people involved in the game. I mean, I, not even with, with the idea, hey, you're, you're going to play college golf or you're going to be competitive or you're going to be a club champion, but just get into golf. Whatever level you play at, it, it it's going to pay off big time. You're going to get much more out of it than you ever put right. into it. Yeah, for sure, and, and like you said, it opens so many doors. It's it's universal in business because people just love to play golf. And what what else are you going to do to spend you know like five six hours with a client or a a coworker? And you you build a relationship and you learn a lot about people. Obviously, you know that on the golf course. And it, it's it's just uh, you know that's one of the many things that's just great about the game. And and for golfers that are out there. And the older I get, the more important this becomes to me. Is there so many different ways you can plug into this game? If you like the rules of golf, you can go take a seminar and and you can become an expert in the rules of golf, and you can volunteer for local and state yeah. tournaments. You can move your way up in your golf association or the USGA. Um, if 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 um, you, you like volunteering and helping young people, you can go get a little bit of training and plug in with the first tee or plug in somewhere. I, I think a lot of times, up until I'm 53 now, until I you know got maybe a little north of 40, I always thought golf was about putting a score on the board. It's about right. the competition. It's about seeing how good I can get. But it's not that way for everybody. And and I know from from talking to instructors, a lot of times. Uh, They've got somebody coming to get a lesson from them, and it's not really they're trying to get better at golf. They, they just want somebody to talk to for an hour, and yeah, that's, that's fine. Good point. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, you, you know, that's one of the things I've always admired about your career because you've taken a lot of different directions. And, and I know, you know, being involved with the PGA, that's a big thing for you. And you've gotten into into that, and you're doing a great job with that. I mean, it, it's it's an amazing deal because you can go in so many different directions, like you said. I mean, you know, the uh, all the different avenues that are that are available because of golf, and you know I, I'm I'm in coaching, but I, but one of the reasons that I was, you know, lucky enough to have some great jobs and build some facilities, and it was because I did more than one thing. I didn't just coach, you know, I could run facilities and I, 
you know, had ideas about how to run things. And, you know, I know, I know that's something you're, you're into too. And you got some phenomenal ideas, by the way. Well, I like, I'm like you, I like doing things a little bit different than the way everybody else has, has done things. And, and I, you got to be able to make some mistakes to right. learn and adjust. But if you're doing things a little bit differently, you know, pr- pretty soon you're going to hit something. You yeah. know, wow, that really makes a lot of sense. So let's try that and you know, design the way it works with um, um, the demands that people are wanting, the condition of the golf course and all that. I, I did a survey last week, an informal survey on Twitter. And um, e- even when I was do- doing a morning show uh, for all those years, I might put up a question on Twitter and and uh, even having the show, we might get 50 responses, 100 responses. So I put this question out. If you're going to a golf course that's new to you, you've never seen it before, what, what are the three most important things that you look for in that golf experience? Good question. And, and, I, and I, ha- I had over 1,500 people. I still oh have people coming in. I'm like, wow, man, you sort of hit a hot button. What do you think the top three were? Oh, my gosh. I, you know, for me – it's the, it's the overall experience. Yeah. You know, that's the number. Now, I don't know if, if that's specific enough for, for your question, but, you know, people ask me, Hank, what's your favorite golf course? And, of course, you know, I, I love Pebble Beach, and I love St. Andrews and, you know, Royal County Down in Ireland and, you know, Pinehurst and Oakmont. And, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, but I'm really more into the golf experience. Yeah, I, and the older I get, the more I appreciate that, yeah. too. I'm yeah. going to be really smart by the time I'm as old as you are. <laughs> I think you're about 12 years older than me, but yeah, you're right. But it's funny what what you look for in a golf course. It really does change as you right. uh, mature, lose a little speed, and right. and uh, uh, if I'd ask you when you're 22, what the most important thing is, I don't think you'd have said overall. Experience. No, that, that's a good point. Yeah. So, and and then I, probably the second thing for me is just you know I want to you know play at a golf course that's in decent condition it doesn't have to be like immaculate perfect i don't mm-hmm. I, I don't mind you know having a little experience that you know okay this this could be a little better that could be a little better i mean it's the way golf is it's the way nature is i don't you know like mm-hmm. i enjoy playing over in scotland those courses aren't in great shape compared to what we have here in the united states but just the I, the, the golf experience and how you know that's one of the th- things that I love about Myrtle Beach to be honest with you because the people are really really nice. Yeah, the golf courses are great. The condition is is very very good, but the people are really really nice and the experience is is really good. Well, the the consensus in my survey and again it was uh, uh, it, it wasn't anything scientific, but it, when I eyeballed everything and I and I enjoyed hearing from people and reading their responses, but Pretty typically, in order, I'd say somewhere between 80 90%, the number one thing people were looking for, condition of the golf course, mm-hmm. in, in particular the greens. Yeah. Number two was pace of play, and number three was the friendliness of the staff. Yeah, yeah. And and I thought, you know, that, that really makes sense. Right. So if I'm a golf course owner or operator, I, I, if I get my greens pretty darn good and and my, my folks are nice and I can – you know, have yeah. a round that's maybe four and a half hours or less. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, I go play golf in three hours and 15 minutes. You're running if you're playing in 315. If it's a golf course, I don't think when you have any kind of play at all, four, it may or may not be doable, but certainly no more than four and a half. I think those are the three things that, that people are looking yeah. for the most in a golf experience. Yeah, so, I, you know, I mean, the pace of play is part of that experience for sure. 
the the staff is is a big part of it. You know, I I have been lucky enough to be a member at uh, some Discovery Land properties, mm-hmm. and they you know they're in, incredible properties. I mean they they've got them all over. But Palm Springs, the Madison Club, and in, in Cabo San Lucas, uh, El Dorado, and up at Gaza Ranch in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and they specialize in experience. Yeah, I mean that's their deal. So the pace of play is good. You know the courses aren't overly crowded. Yeah, obviously, because it's an expensive place to play, but they have these comfort stations. Now okay? we're talking. Oh, yeah, you like it. okay. <laughs> Set up all around the golf course, okay, and you go in there, and there's like you know, usually there's at least one on each side, but sometimes more than that. And you go in there, and they've got like you know little snacks and candy and hot dogs and ice cream. So, you know, there'll be a different kind of theme at each at each one, and it's all just help yourself. Now, everybody thinks, man, this place, you know, and these people are buying like, you know, $3 million homes, mm-hmm. all right? And they get to, and they're going, and they're making a big deal out of the fact that they got some free potato chips, okay? <laughs> I mean, seriously, okay? I mean, like, and, and, and first off, it's not free because the dues are, you know. Uh, they're jacked. Yeah, the dues are up there. So you're paying for it. But they, they feel like, you know, this, this, what a cool experience. You just go in there and you, you help yourself to a candy bar. Well, I mean, yeah, you paid for it, but you paid for it in a different way. But, but the golf experience is, is great. At, it's, it's the best golf experience. At, so when people ask me, like, what's your favorite course to play? I say, any Discovery Land property. Not I many mean, rules I hear at their no, properties. No, no rules. And, 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 and yet people don't, there's no rules, and yet people don't break whatever rules you would have had. Can you, it, play, it, can you play with your shirt off? That's really important to me. <laughs> uh, they prefer you wear it on the first prefer. hole. So it is possible. Yeah, near the clubhouse, you have to yeah, wear your shirt. But yeah. when you get yeah, away, you, you can go you ahead get away. and take it and, off. And it's no, uh, they don't have the, the. I notice your shirt's untucked, okay? Yeah, it's so, not so, really an option to tuck so it So I have to, uh, I, okay, well, that, that brings up the rest of my story. Okay, so I'm playing in, uh, in, in, uh, in Phoenix at this club. And I walk out there, first time I played, okay? And uh, I'm a member there. I walked out there. And uh, I saw the guy said, hey, Mr. Haney, you know, uh, you, we haven't seen you before. I said, yeah, I'm, you know, I've, first time I've been here, you know, it's been like six months. I, I go there and swim in the morning, but I never golfed. So I went out there, and I, he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'd like, to, I'd like to, you know, play. Can I play? He says, oh, we got a ladies' tournament today. I said, well, that's all right. Can I hit some balls? He said, yeah. He said, just, what do, I said, what do I do? I've never been here before. He said, you just go up to the range and hit balls. So I'm up there hitting. And like five minutes later, the guy comes up. He said, uh, Mr. Haney, you need to tuck your shirt in. I said, really? I mean, that's a rule? And he goes, you know, it's 115 degrees. You know, it feels a little nice with your shirt on top. Yeah, it you does. Air, you know? And he said, no, that's a rule. And I went, all right. Well, you know, I didn't have my shirt on tucked when I walked up here. Nobody said anything. And I asked you what I was supposed to do. But okay, so I tucked my shirt in. And I look over at the guy next to me. And his shirt's untucked. And I looked, I said, hey, bud, you know, I don't want to be an ass, but I said, what about that guy right there? And he leans in real close and he goes, he can't get it tucked in. (laughs) (laughs) And I I thought, and I just started laughing. I said, you got to be kidding me. I said, that's your rule? Yeah. You got to, you got to tuck it in unless you can't tuck it. Anyway, some of these rules in golf and at golf courses are so ridiculous. I agree. I mean, it's just how they think, you know, 
how they think that promotes the game, promotes business, it's just beyond me, Charlie. Well, it's a bunch of old farts is what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. And and uh, I, I'm not going to name the club, but I've been very fortunate to be a member at a, at a top club for a long time. I love the place. I've got it in my will for my ashes to be sprinkled there. And a few years ago, uh, I like listening to music when I play. I don't turn right. it up loud. Right, and it's, right. If it bothers somebody, I'll ask. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I make sure that people – if it bothers them, I, I don't do it. But the club sent sort of a nasty letter out, and it's like no music will be listened to on the golf course. So I, I know all the guys on the board, and they, they are. They're a bunch of old farts. And I, I wrote this letter, and I said, appreciate the letter about the music. I certainly won't be listening to any. But I want you to know one thing. Once all of you guys are dead and buried, which by your age is not going to be long, you know what us young folks are going to be doing? Listening to music, (laughs) of course. (laughs) But you you do it in a respectful way. And, I mean, what's wrong with it? And you you enjoy it. Yeah. You enjoy it. I mean, you know, clubs in general and golf in general needs to just, you know, they need to move. And it's moved moved some, no doubt about it. But they need to move a little out of the dark ages. I'm very – I'm not getting into politics. I'm going to use the term libertarian with, with my golf. It's like you enjoy your golf the way you want to enjoy yeah. it. I'll enjoy my golf the way I want to enjoy it. As long as we're not interfering with each other right. in, in terms of, you know, one group behind another group on the golf course, who yeah. cares? Right. You know, and I, I always get mad about the, the uh, you got some junior golfer uh, that's, that's going to be pretty good, and you got the old grumpy guys at the club. Well, that's not the way you do it, you know, or making yeah. them feel uncomfortable right. or shaming people. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, everybody needs to stay in bounds. Right. But, but you know, if I want to go out and play a scramble on a Saturday morning and, and you got some, you know, cause I, because two of my golfers are 20 plus handicappers and it's a hard golf course and they're not going to enjoy it, and we say, hey, we'll play it. Two two man scrambles, you know, yeah. and and that's going to get us around here in a reasonable amount of time. We're not going to hold anybody up, and then somebody sort of looks down their long nose with a hair hanging out of it and say, "That's not golf, and you won't do that out there." Well, that guy can just go on, you yeah. know. You yeah. go you go over there and be miserable. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go out and play golf and have yeah. some fun. Yeah. Any 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 anything you do, just have fun playing the game. That's what I you know tell people. It's the same thing like with, you know, with coach. And I was having a discussion last night with somebody. And he said, you know, yeah, one like a coach, and he goes, you know, people need to work on their short game, and they need to work on their and they do. They need to work on their short game and their putting. If if you really want to score better, obviously that's where you could really find the strokes probably the quickest. But I always just want people to have fun. So whatever yep. whatever you do to have fun, it's, as long as you're playing golf and having fun, that's the most important thing. Yep, I'm, I'm with you on that. We do a lot of that here at Myrtle Beach, and certainly this week in the playgolfmyrtlebeach.com World Amateur Handicap Championship. We even have one flight, and I love it, where there's, there's no competition. It's the just-for-fun flight. Really? Yeah. I mean, and who's having the most fun here this week? The yeah. ones competing. I know a lot of people like competition, yeah. but the ones in the just for fun flight. It, if I played in the event, that's where that's where I'd be playing. You'd play just for fun. Just for fun. Is it popular? Is that a popular flight? It's a first year, and it's absolutely packed. I think it's going to grow a lot. And and uh, you know that, that's that's one of the things. That, you know, so we have a lot of couples that come down, and you know maybe the husband or the wife they want to be yeah. competitive, and and the other spouse is just. Hey, I want to participate and get out and come to the 19th hole, but I don't really care about competing. And and going back to golf having something for everybody, a person just likes being outside in a pretty spot and meeting some folks. You know, right. that's you know, I, I I love that about our game. Yeah, and it's I tell you what, it's one of the things that you know you do great here at Myrtle Beach. I mean, because that's a really cool idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the other thing about uh, as we have more and more people playing golf, I, I call it the 
the pandemic golf dividend. And um, I, I know everyone's had different experiences with pandemic. It hospitalized me, and at one point, I didn't think I was going to get out of the hospital. So my experience with it has been different than a lot of, a lot of folks maybe. And 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 it's obviously it's changed society in a lot of ways. And and because it's gone on so long, I, I think we're not going to ever get back in a lot of aspects of what we do, living, working, playing, exactly where we right. were before. Some of that's bad. Some of it's good. The good has to do with golf. I call it the pandemic golf dividend. You know, we, we've got so many people playing so much golf right now. Manufacturers can't make enough equipment. Right. Clubs have long waiting lists. And and I, I hate that it came about that way. Yeah. But but I'm happy that we do. And and I like to get your take. It feels like a lot of these new folks coming to play golf or maybe laps golfers have come back to the game. It feels like it's gonna stick to me. Yeah, I think I think you're right for sure. And I th- I think a lot of it is well, it's both. It's new people getting in the game, but a lot of it is people coming back. And it's also, you know, people that were counted as golfers but only played a couple times a year. Now they're playing, you know, 10, 15, 20 times a year. It, it, there's, you know, golf is going to be around forever. It, it's golf has its problems. You mentioned, you know, a big problem is the slow play, you know, because it takes a lot of time. It's expensive. You know, I mean, you know, you, but you get, I always thought that expensive part was a little overblown because you can find options that are less expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's for a, a golf trip, you know, and like coming to Myrtle Beach is, is in a, you know, is a, a way to have a great experience and it, and it doesn't, you know, cost you an arm and a leg, but, you know, playing twilight golf or, you know, playing specials like I live in Phoenix and they, and in the summer they have great specials and everything. And it's hot, but you play early in the morning, you know, it's got some issues, but by the same token, I mean, you know, golf is, is just, like you said, it's just booming. Yeah. And people love the challenge they they're addicted to the game you see athletes in all different sports that just love the game and i think i you know i it's been great it, like you said it's too bad that this is what you know the pandemic caused the the golf boom but i i, I think you know when you capture all these people you know golf golf will keep you i mean yeah. it's a it's you know you just like we've always thought you know you just got to get your people started yeah get people used to playing because they're gonna stay because it, it, it it's a it's just an addicting game it's fun you yeah, know you yeah. love it it just gives you enough to where you're like i gotta come back yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right exactly. when you're like i'm quitting i'm never playing again and then you hit like one shot and you're like oh you yeah. got me yeah, you absolutely yeah, exactly. got me. But I, I, I appreciate you mentioning Myrtle Beach and and the fact that that it doesn't break the bank to come here and 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 play golf. Um, what what I love about my association with Myrtle Beach is you know I, obviously I love the game and and I like that aspect. Um, yeah. If you're putting together a trip and you got especially if you got a group of eight, twelve, sixteen, or even more, what what we can provide because you can always find a couple rich guys you know in, in a group of sixteen. But if you if you got sixteen, there's four down at the bottom that can barely you know barely right. afford. And you you want everybody to be comfortable when when you go to some of the the pricier destination, but uh, destinations. But what's really cool at PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com, you, you can you can book a, a, an itinerary that's inclusive of of uh, of um, wherever you're staying. And and when when you look, let's say you look at a four day trip, and we our top end courses, I'll take them toe to toe with anything anywhere. But if you play four high-end golf courses 
the, the price starts going up. Right. So if you sort of blend it a little bit and say, hey, we're, you know, we're going to hit one really nice one in this area, and we're going to find a more moderately priced one, and then we're you know, and they're maybe all finish. Good. Yeah, they're all good, but right. but you can have a, have a nice itinerary that doesn't break the bank. And, and, and I love that we're able to do that here. And I'll tell folks, if you're interested in coming, you better get on there and do it fast because we, we've got days way out, like in April, where there's not any tee times left. Seriously. And there's no bookings at night. So please come to Myrtle Beach and play golf. But if you want to come, you better you better get after it pretty <laughs> quickly. And, you know, and when we, we've seen – you and I have been around – you much longer than me because you're a lot older <laughs> than me. But it hadn't always been that way in golf. So I, if you've been through the tough times, yeah. you can appreciate what we're, what we're doing now. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, golf was down, a, you know, a little bit for sure. Uh, but, it, you know, we, we had so many golf courses built, and there was a lot of different reasons. But, boy, it's not down now. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely going. Now, I, I want to – uh, finish up with you, and and I, I love talking to you about the game. Or hell, I like talking to you about anything. But, <laughs> but be one of the top instructors in the history of the game. I I, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, some 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 golf stuff, and and I, I just want to throw this out there, and I've, not, I've never asked you about it. Best golf swing, or not, maybe not best golf golf swing, favorite golf swing. For me, it's it's Louis Oosthuizen. I just love that golf swing. When I look at it, because I, I always the way I learn is I look at somebody that I like. Yeah. I like a lot of Freddie Couples for me, and 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 but just Louis Oosthuizen. I just love it, his golf swing. When I look at that, I'm like, man, yeah. if I could swing like that, right. I, I would be pumped. And everything he hits is just thumped. And there's no bad players on the PGA Tour, but he's my guy. And right. and out when I've uh, been fortunate enough over the years to do some coverage. I'll stop and just sit there and watch. And I'm and I'm not doing it so I can learn anything to tell the viewers about. It. I'm doing it so I can learn something. I can play better golf next yeah, time yeah. I play. But but for you, who who swings the club in a way that you admire the most? Well, you you look at swings that you kind of uh, like because they match your vision of the swing. Okay, so if, like when you mentioned Louis Oosthuizen, it immediately came to mind. It's like with your swing, you have a, a you know, what I would call a flowing release. Exactly. Okay? So you have a full flowing release of the golf club. Like, and Louis Oosthuizen swings like that. Mm -hmm. So he epitomizes how you swing the club and how you've always swung the club and how you envision to swing the club. So you pick him out as, oh, he's my, my guy. Um, I love that swing and appreciate that swing. And I also like a swing that's somebody that's a little more kind of hit and hold. Okay. And when I, and, and that one might be like, you know, Shoffley does that, you know, mm -hmm. it's more of a release to a, a position that's held, uh, you know, Tiger, when I coached him, that's how he, he swung, hit a lot of those stinger shots. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, Ben Hogan was more like that. Trevino was, was, was more like that. Mo Norman was was more more like that, but then there's you know like Mark O'Meara who is you know my you know greatest student you know no offense to Tiger but you know Mark was my first student and Mark was you know more of a flowing release so people just like always complimented me yeah. and Mark swing like Mark what a great swing well it's Mark O'Meara Louis Oosthuizen and you know they're great swings to look at. You know, you just, you look at it and think, wow, that's just so smooth, so good. So, I mean, I appreciate every swing 
for what it for what it can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Dustin Johnson does it a different way, but I I love his swing. You know, John Rahm does it a different way. I love his swing. I mean, I, I like Louis Oosthuizen's swing because it's you know it's you look at his positions, it looks so perfect, and the release is so full. Adam Scott, another one, kind of just just like like that. So that you know, through the history of the game, you know, those are kind of two ways to get it done, and. You know, if you swing one way or think one way, then you you probably like this group of players. A, hit, a hitter, yeah, yeah, versus versus a swinger. Yeah, like yeah. for me, it's a Sam Snead, yeah, yeah, exactly. Phil Mickelson, Louis yeah. Louis yeah. Louis Uses. It's yeah. just sort of how you're wired, yeah, I guess. How you're wired, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and you never answered the question, though. Uh well, I mean, I, I I like them all for what what they what they can do. I mean, you know, my favorite swing ever was was Tiger when I coached him. I'll all. bet, yeah. <laughs> you know, because he just he hit the ball so good. I mean, like people, you know, I think as time goes by, they appreciate it more and more. Uh, his iron play was so good. His dominance was so real. I mean, I always say Jack Nicholas is the you know greatest golfer ever because he has that record. You know, we major by major championships, but I don't think anybody's ever played golf better than Tiger Woods. Yeah, and especially in about a two or three year period. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and the thing that impressed me, like that the, the officially the number of missed cuts that he's got in his career is twenty one, twenty two, yeah. something like that. But if you take out the ones where he was sick, injured, yeah. or otherwise indisposed, yeah. that's about nineteen of them. Right. I mean, yeah. he he's only missed you know basically two or three cuts right. that you know where he was healthy and, and engaged. And, and by the way, you know every year you know because you played the tour i mean but the cut number has gone down and down i mean like mm. there's you know when you got to shoot four under to make the cut i mean it's like one ball out of bounds and you're not shooting you're four done. under yeah i mean absolutely it's, it, done. It, it's just cr- crazy how good they are well i i, I want to finish with this and and i have this theory yeah and, and let me let me just throw it out there and then i want you to break it down for me and that's a serious theory i know okay. you're laughing but it's a serious <laughs> theory because because your theories could be on anything but I, all right. <laughs> no they, we're, we're sticking with golf and and j- just over the years and 25 years of broadcasting that the people that, I, that i've had the opportunity to interview from players to great teachers and spent you know spending time with with you know with with butch Harmon, dave stockton and 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 uh, all of the, the golf royalty I've had a blessing. Bob Toski, I've had a yeah. chance to spend some time with, and you, you guys are, you're, you're all confident and, 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 and I love that. I think that's one of the reasons, Sean Foley, one of the reasons that great players have been attracted to you because you, you've got information and you deliver it. But what I, what I it, deliver it in an effective way. And what, what, what I've always struggled with is, for example, I could have Dave Stockton come in, two-time PGA champion, uh, one of the greatest putters ever, and 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 he he he's like, okay, the putting stroke is the back of the left hand down the line, and and you know Dave's like 108 now. I still wouldn't putt him for anything, and he he's like, my guy's Jack Nicklaus, back of the left hand down yeah. the line. The very next day, I could have. Uh, Stan Utley or mm-hmm. Brad Faxon come in and go, oh, you don't, you know, this whole idea. And not, they didn't see the show the previous day because right, right, we do right. it live. It's like you got to release it. Got to release a putter. My guy's Tiger Woods. Well, I mean, how are you going to pick, you know, the greatest pressure putter of all time? Is it Jack Nicklaus or Tiger Woods? That's a, that's a pretty good coin flip right there. Yeah, yeah. Two, two different methods. But it's, it's not only about putting, but it's bunker play. It's full swing. It's every aspect of the game. There are theories that are very different. You know, un- unlike when I watch – NFL field goal kickers, and I know there's some nuance to it, but it's pretty much the same method yeah, it looks like it, all yeah. the time. Yeah. So, so my conclusion is, 
the, 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 the greatest players, what they have in common is an intense, nearly irrational belief in their own ability. And that belief is even more important than the method that they employ. In other words, I could see see a, a, a student is, is swinging a club in a certain way, and, and you would never teach that. But, yet yeah, they believe in it so intensely that, that they're going to have success anyway. Right. And, and so getting that belief is, at the highest levels at least, or if you're competitive anywhere, is, is more important than the actual method that you use. The problem is you have to have the belief – before you can achieve. Right. And, and so I, I'd just like to get your take on, on my theory that I've just sort of put together from interviewing so many people and so many different methods over the years. No, I mean, I, I think you're, you're right on. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, everybody's confident in what they do. They teach, they coach, you know, coaches or players, they're going to do what they do because it's the best way they know how. So they believe in it. When a coach says this is how you need to do it, that's how he does it. It, it. That's what he thinks is best. That's what he's had good results. He didn't just get confidence from waking up with it. He saw results. He's seen a lot of people improve because of what he was telling them. You know, Dave's talked in the example with the, with the putting. And, you know, that doesn't mean that it's the only way to do it. Like, I, like when people say, you know, this guy's the best teacher or that guy's the best teacher or, or, you know, I mean, you can appreciate the compliment if somebody gives it to you, but there is no best teacher. It's all subjective. And, you know, best teacher for this person might not be the best teacher for that person. This method might not work for, for, you know, the next guy as well as it worked for the last guy. So there, and there's some teachers that say, you know, Oh, well, I just, you know, I work with what you've got. Okay. Like that's different than, you know, like what you just described, which mm. is this is how you need to do it. Mm-hmm. Work with what you got is the teacher who, you know, gives you little things to work within what you've got. And, and then, you know, some people will say, well, that's the best way to do it. And then, you know, but people ask me like, Hank, do you work with what we got or do you change us all around? And I tell them, well, I tell them I work with what you got because that's what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I proceed to change them all around. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but the, 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 the fact <laughs> is, the fact is, is you can't get better if you don't change something. Yeah. Uh, but I, there is no, you know, correct answer. The, the one thing that is universal is what you described is it's that person's belief, but that person's belief came from as a coach, it came from seeing results. As a player, it comes from seeing results. You just you see the shot and you hit the shot and you gain confidence. And you do it under pressure situations, you gain more confidence. You do it under the most pressure and you gain the most confidence. But it's like Jack Nicholas said, the way people talk about confidence, you'd think you could go down to the store and buy some. It takes years to build up. And after one or two bad shots, it's gone. You know? <laughs> so, it, 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 you know, it's the same thing. I mean, in, in, in instruction, you're helping somebody and you tell this guy this and that worked for the last guy and it's not working. It's not working. And, you, you know, you have to have the confidence to see it through, but you also have to have the wisdom to know when it's time to change your plan. Mm. Yeah. 
I'm going to think about that for a little bit, chew on it. It sounds really smart the way you said that. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap the show with that. Some wisdom from Jack Nicholas and some wisdom for from Hank Haney. Hank, we appreciate you being here in Myrtle Beach and talking to all the folks at the uh, PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com World Am- Amateur uh, Handicap Championship. And uh, appreciate your friendship. And as always, appreciate the great conversation. All right. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. All right. It. Thanks. And, uh, folks, we appreciate you being with us here on the Charlie Romer Balls in the Air podcast. And uh, we'll be right back with you next week.